Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. How is everybody doing today? I am in Florida, as most of you know, in the panhandle of Florida, and it's just been super wet. We just had Tropical Storm Alberto come through and dumped a bunch of rain here. And uh, I just think we're going to have to rethink our, our state slogan as the Sunshine State because there hasn't been much sunshine lately. I hope you're enjoying better weather wherever you're at and that uh, Alberta didn't have any ill effects with you. What I want to talk today about is how to make yourself indispensable at work. You know, there's no sure things in life and in work, but there are ways to make yourself so important to whatever it is you do, whatever your department does, that you're going to not only increase your chances of getting to keep your job, but increase the opportunities for advancement, um, whether that's promotions um, or you know moving outside of that organization with another organization. The first thing I want you to hear is that you have the option of making yourself indispensable at work no matter the job you're in or the circumstances surrounding that job. So if you've listened to many of my podcasts in the past you've or, or read my blogs, you know that the circumstances of your life are always neutral. So the circumstances are the only thing in your life that you cannot control, um, at least not immediately. And so here are some possible work experiences or circumstances that you might be facing. So the company just eliminated 200 employees. That could be proven in a court of law, right? My job title is X. I have a degree or certification in X. My boss's name is X. Those are all very provable facts. And notice how neutral they are. There's no negativity. There's no emotion really in any of those. Now, it might sound, you know, the company just eliminated 200 employees. That may sound negative, but actually that's a neutral circumstance. It may be a good thing to some people. It may be a very positive thing. It's just neutral until you start thinking about it and think a certain way about it. So no matter what the circumstances of your job are, you can make yourself indispensable. And it all starts with your thoughts about those circumstances. So here's a thought model, for example. If the circumstance that you're facing is at work is that the company just eliminated 200 employees, 
then your thought could be, well, I've only worked here for six months, so I'm probably going to be eliminated next. And if that's your thought, that is going to probably generate a feeling of fear. And that feeling of fear is likely to produce an action where you start looking for another job, don't really try at your current job because you figure, what this, what's the difference? It, it, I'm going to get fired anyway. And the result is you may get terminated. Now, that's outside of your control. But the result for you, regardless of whether you keep your job or, or get terminated, is that you didn't have your own back in that circumstance. You did not live up to your potential. And it all goes back to that thought that you had about, I've only worked here for six months, I'm probably going to get terminated. So here's the problem with that. You might have gotten terminated anyway. Now you don't know whether you got terminated because of your uh, what's going on at the company or because of your job performance. Um, you just didn't have your own back in that circumstance. So let's do a turnaround with that same circumstance and see a different way to think about it. So still, the company has just eliminated 200 employees. Well, what if instead you thought, I'm going to double down on my work performance so they won't want to terminate me? And then that generates a feeling of committed, which results in an action where maybe you ask the boss if you can pick up some additional responsibilities, kind of the slack that's been created because others have been terminated. You do your own job to the very best of your ability. And the result is you might still get terminated because of the, what's going on with the company. But regardless, you know you have shown up as the best version of yourself until the day you leave that company. So I want to give you some suggestions for kind of how to be indispensable at work, um, starting with how you think. So I'm going to give you a, a possible thought to drive each of these actions to help make you indispensable at work. So number one... And I think this one has to be the foundation of any conversation like this, and that is do the job you were hired to do to the best of your ability every day. So job number one, beyond anything else, if you want to be indispensable at work, is whatever you were hired to do, that scope of the job responsibility, do it to the best of your ability. And keep in mind, you aren't doing this for your boss or your company, although they benefit, certainly. You're doing this because you have your own back, and you want to be the best version of yourself. And that has nothing to do with the company. That has nothing to do with your boss or a, a, a testy coworker. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's about you showing up as the best version of yourself. So a potential thought there could be, I am a great employee who makes significant contributions to this organization. Number two. I want you to look for ways to help your coworkers. So if you want to be indispensable, a great way to do that is to be known as someone who pitches in where help is needed. So maybe you have an area of expertise that you can lend to a project or, or another a coworker. Maybe you just have a bit of free time where you can stuff envelopes or blow up balloons. Uh, each of those things are equally important. just depends on what the necessity is in your department. So you just really want to be known as that helper, supportive player. It's usually called a team player. So a thought that could drive that action would be, I enjoy helping my fellow co-workers. Notice that that thought doesn't have anything to do with those co-workers. It's all about me and how I want to show up at work and I enjoy helping co-workers and I want to do that in my job. 
Number three, ask your boss how you can support him or her. So an indispensable employee is always going to seek out ways to make the boss's job easier, to make the boss look good. So what could you take off her plate? How can you make her look even better? So one thought that could drive that would be, by helping my boss, I am ultimately helping myself and my career. So it's really a win-win situation. And having been a boss for many years, I know that when an employee comes to me and says, give me more to do, let me take on more responsibility, where can I help you out? It is like music to my ears, so I encourage you to do that. Number four, you have to keep up, um, keep current on the requirements of your job. So the required skill sets, the qualifications, maybe it's a certification, a competency of some sort. If you were hired to do a job and it requires X degree of competence, then you must maintain currency with that competence. If you work in the IT field, then it's not good enough to know, you know, the version of whatever that program is that was in use 10 years ago. You need to be an expert on the current version of that uh, program. So really staying current is going to allow you to be as indispensable as possible. Someone with an outdated skill set is not going to be viewed as indispensable at work. So the thought that could drive that would be, I am fully qualified for my job. Number five, I also want you to identify skills and certifications that would help you grow professionally down the road and ask your boss about participating in those. So number four, the one I just mentioned was really about what are the current requirements for the current job that I'm in, making sure that I maintain those so that I'm kind of on par with the job I have now. This one is talking about looking to the future and where do you want to go with your career. And these are requirements that aren't necessarily required of you right now, and maybe they never will be required, but it's something you want to learn more about. So uh, let's just say, for example, that you're a project manager. So maybe a requirement currently for your job is to have the PMP designation, which stands for Project Management Professional, and you have that. So maintaining that designation is going to be an example of keeping current on the required skills and qualifications. But let's say you want to start managing a certain type of project. So maybe there's some training or a certification that you can take to hone in on managing that type of project, that would be an example of this number five, this notion of kind of looking to the future and how can I position myself for the future? What do I want to know, even if it's not required of my job, that will help me to be more indispensable at work? So a thought that could drive that would be, I continue to learn and grow professionally. Number six, I want you to seek out projects and activities that allow you to work with others across your organization. So there's a lot of benefits to this, and certainly one of them is gaining access to decision makers throughout the organization. So whether you want to move into another department or you just want to be recognized on a larger scope than just your department, it really makes sense to work with people outside the department. And you also want to be known as someone who can work outside of your department, outside of your job function, and work cross-functionally. That's a huge buzzword in today's corporate settings. And so you want to show that you can do that. You can get along with anybody, and also that you can work for the greater good of the organization. So a thought that could drive that would be, I have many strengths and skills that I can use to benefit all areas of the organization. Number seven. You want to avoid the reputation as a gossip or backstabber at all costs. So indispensable people 
Do not gossip and they do not backstab. Just say no. There's no exceptions to this. I promise you it's going to haunt you professionally if you get that reputation. So I also want you to avoid backstabbing and gossip that is disguised as concern, right? So if you're saying anything about someone to someone else that you wouldn't say to that person in their face, then you're gossiping or backstabbing. So a thought that can drive that is I speak about my coworkers the way I would want them to speak about me. That's a real, um, a good acid test. Number eight, don't engage in negative talk about your boss, the company, etc. no matter what. So number seven is really about talking about your coworkers. Number eight is not talking about your boss and not talking negatively about the company. And that's just another form of gossip and backstabbing. So it's really common for coworkers to get together for lunch or happy hour just so they can bash the boss, bash the company. It's, I know that it's hard to walk away from those situations because you want to be friends with those people. They are your coworkers and you spend a lot of time with them. But I promise there's no upside to that kind of talk. Do you really want to be friends with people who their conversation is regularly, you know, negative and it's talking about the person who controls your and their paycheck? So a thought that you could have to drive this is my boss is doing the best that he or she can or I'm grateful to have this position in this company. Number nine. I want you to gain a reputation as someone who consistently produces a high volume of quality work on time. So let's break that down. You have to do quality work that's expected, but you need to do a high volume of it. So you could do quality work and produce one thing a year and you're going to get fired. You could produce a hundred things a year that are of poor quality. You're going to get fired. So you really need both of them. So you want to get it done, get it done right and get it done within the time constraints that you've been given. So one of the worst career derailers you could possibly have is becoming known as someone who doesn't deliver, who isn't dependable. So your only pathway to get to doing bigger projects with greater scope is to do a great job where you're at. So you can never think, this little project won't matter. I'm going to wait until I get a bigger project, and then I'm going to really show what I'm made of. You may not ever get that chance if you don't perform well where you're at today. So a thought that could drive that is, I am a dependable employee. Number 10, you don't want to allow yourself to only receive feedback once a year or very seldom. This is one that's particularly difficult for you recent college graduates who haven't yet learned how to manage your boss. And in a couple of weeks, I have a podcast on managing your boss. So I encourage you to listen to that and, and get a, a better sense of what I'm talking about. So your job is to, number one, find out what the normal performance feedback structure is with your boss. How often, what kind of feedback is it going to be? And then secondly, to ask for adjustments to that schedule based on specific assignments, your level of experience with the company, and your level of experience with the job you're being asked to do. So here's an example. If you've just been hired and the work is relatively new to you and you haven't worked for the company before, waiting for a 90-day performance review is just going to be too long to go. So you're going to want to ask for more frequent. If you've been given a new assignment that requires you to lead a team for the first time, you might actually want coaching or mentoring to ensure your success. So you're going to have to ask for what you want. Don't assume that A, 
if you actually needed it, they would give it to you. So you must not really need this thing. You, it's in your head. Or secondly, that they're completely aware of what you need and what where your um, deficiencies are and that they're going to take care of it. You've got to take care of yourself. So remember, when you're asking for any kind of feedback from your boss, it is to improve your performance, which is going to ultimately benefit the company and is going to make your boss look better. So it's an, a win-win situation. You want to ask for it. So let's circle back around to how I started this podcast. You can be indispensable at work regardless of what's happening with your boss, your coworkers, or your company. Your thoughts drive how you show up at work. So I want you to be aware of your thoughts and gently shift them to thoughts that serve you better and get you the results you want. Because if you show up as the best version of yourself every day, I promise you, you can watch your whole world change. So again, let me give you those 10 tips one more time. Number one, do the job you were hired to do to the very best of your ability every single day. And the thought that drives that is I am a great employee who makes significant contributions to this organization. Number two, look for ways to help your coworkers. And the thought that could drive that would be I enjoy helping my fellow coworkers. Number three, ask your boss how you can support him or her. And a thought to drive that would be, by helping my boss, I'm ultimately helping myself and my career. Number four, keep current on the requirements, the skills, qualifications, certifications that are required for your current job. And your thought could be, I am fully qualified for this job. Number five, identify skills and certifications that would help you grow professionally and kind of looking towards your future and ask your boss about participating in them. So your thought there could be, I continue to learn and grow professionally. Number six, seek out projects or activities that allow you to work with others across the organization, get you out of your department interacting cross-functionally. And the thought that could drive this would be, I have many strengths and skills that I can use to benefit all areas of the organization. Number seven, please, please, please avoid a reputation as a gossip or backstabber at all costs. And your thought could be, I speak about my coworkers the way I would want them to speak about me. Number eight, don't engage in negative talk about your boss, the company, etc., no matter what. And your thought that could drive that is either my boss is doing the best that he or she can, or I am grateful to have this position at this organization. Number nine, Gain a reputation as someone who consistently produces a high volume of quality work on time. And thought is, I am a dependable employee. And finally, don't allow yourself to only receive feedback in a kind of infrequent manner based on kind of how the company has done it in the past or how your boss prefers to do it. You want to ask for what you need so that you can ultimately be the most beneficial employee that you can be. And your thought for for that one is, I I am an excellent employee and I contribute heavily to this organization. So I hope that's helpful in thinking about how you can be indispensable at work. And again, I must say, indispensable at work can happen regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the company, regardless of the boss. Because this is about how you show up for yourself, how you show up for the world, 
how you show up in service to the world. And I want you to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So I hope that you have a great week and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.